Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. stormed the Capitol, terrorists or patriots? Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. Well, before you answer this and, you know, uh, think you know, I'm going to be telling you some things today that you have not heard, I guarantee you, in mainstream media, unless you're listening to this a long time after I recorded it. And even then, uh, I don't know if it'll ever get into the mainstream media. Um, now, first, let me say that I don't condone violence of any kind, uh, including what happened at the Capitol. I send my condolences to the five people who died. And I'll be talking a little bit about that later, um, about them. But um, I want to provide you with alternate ways of looking at the storming of the Capitol, and then you decide. Um, before I get into this whole issue of terrorists and patriots, and, and I'm gonna be talking to you about some of the more colorful characters who you undoubtedly saw on television, like the man with the horns and the man behind Nancy Pelosi's desk and all of that. I'll be telling you, giving you some backstory about them. But first, let me give you the most um, shocking part. Because for those of you who are sure <laughs> that the election wasn't rigged and sure that these were terrorists, domestic terrorists, who stormed the Capitol, you may uh, change your mind when you hear about this. There is evidence that has started to come out. Well, actually, um, some of it just came out on January 5th, and some of it uh, there was a, head, a heads up about in December, like in the middle of December. And if you're wondering why, or waiting for an answer as to why the mainstream media has not um, gone with this, other than the fact that they don't want Trump to win, didn't want him to win, I still don't want him to win. Um, you know, that is a, that's the question. So here it is. Um, there came out on January 5th, an affidavit from Rome that um, is, was um, 
written by a, a, an attorney who had interviewed and was going also by a deposition of a man named Arturo de Elio, who is a senior IT worker for a company named um, Leonardo. It's Leonardo Satellites. They are uh, the eighth largest global defense contractor in the world. And this man was a senior IT um, director there. And he has come forward now and has admitted, has testified, has given a de deposition in court, <laughs> um, you know, at grave risk to himself, putting his life and his family's life in danger not to mention um, the possibility of his, I mean, the likelihood of his being put in jail. But, um, but he has risked all of this to come out and tell the truth. And the truth is that he was uh, ordered by people in his company above him to do something IT-wise. And I can't get into all the, the um, details of that because I am not a, uh, a tech person. Um, but suffice it to say that um, he changed along with MI6 from the UK. There are, in fact, uh, two, there are, are photographs of two men from MI6 who came to Rome and who, with along with people from the U.S. Embassy and along with this man, Arturo D'Elio, and um, as an employee of Leonardo Satellites, um, he, he, they changed the election. They switched votes from Trump to Biden. Now, um, there had been, before, before January 5th, there had been a, um, a report by the Director of National Intelligence, Radcliffe, he gave a report of international intrusion in the elections, but apparently he was ignored. And so was um, this man, I will tell you um, his name, the CIA agent who, um, let's see, who has come forward and has explained in great detail um, what happened. Now, um, now he actually did this interview. There's an article um, that I am putting up on my on my twi Twitter account, uh, which I think is shadow banned. But in any case, um, he gave an interview in mid December talking about this, and that was ignored. And then in, uh, on January 5th, this deposition um, or affidavit letter, a deposition and, and an affidavit letter in regard to the deposition came out. And I will read you some of it. The, um, actually the deposition is, I mean, the, uh, the affidavit is dated January 6th, 2021. And it's by an attorney, um, Professor Alfio de Orso, uh, he, he wrote, Arturo de, de Elia, former head of the IT department of Leonardo, has been charged by the public prosecutor of Naples for technology data manipulation and implantation of viruses in the main computers of Leonardo. 
in December 2020. He was deposed by the presiding judge in Naples and in sworn testimony states on November 4th, uh, under instruction and direction of U.S. persons working from the U.S. Embassy in Rome, undertook the operation to switch data from the U.S. elections of 3 November from significant margin of victory for Donald Trump to Joe Biden in a number of states where Joe Biden was losing the vote totals. It uh, goes on to say that he used military-grade cyber warfare, encryption capabilities to transmit switched votes via military satellite. And also uh, this went through Frankfurt, Germany, and so on and so on. You can find, you can find this, um, well, you can find it on my, on my uh, Twitter page, which is at Dr. Carol MD, at D-R-C-A-R-O-L-E-M-D. Um, I put up this article and I'm gonna be putting something up, another article as well about this. So why nothing has been done, why it hasn't been reported in the media, why nothing has been done about it. Um, as I said, it's these forces, you know, it's the, it's the uh, people who do not want uh, this information to be known, obviously. Now, um, so, so perhaps that opens your mind if you were someone who was sure that the election wasn't stolen and sure that the, uh, the storming of the um, Capitol was done by terrorists, um, not patriots, or, or perhaps you think it was patriots, deranged patriots, perhaps. Um, in any case, I hope that that opened your mind, and I certainly hope that this is going to be this uh, Italy and UK and Germany and that whole, um, this whole satellite um, internet stealing of the election will be investigated sooner rather than later. Okay, so um, the Capitol, as you know, is the place where Congress meets. And on January 6th, it was meeting to, um, to hear and to ratify the votes from the electors from each state. And those votes would have gone to um, Biden. Um, but again, best based upon many things in the election that were found to be fraudulent. I mean, what I just told you about in regard to Italy was the biggest smoking gun. But, you know, there have been um, videos online of boxes being brought into certain polling places in the middle of the night. Uh, there have been water lake leak claims that didn't happen. Um, there have been uh, more votes than people who were registered to vote. There were votes by dead people. I mean, the whole thing was a fiasco. But this um, Italy involvement really is the most, um, has, provides the um, most evidence of um, tampering. So, um, so that's why, you know, that was what was going on. And that's why there was the storming of the, of the Capitol. Um, now, getting back to terrorists or patriots, terrorists under the 2001 US Patriot Act, domestic terrorism is defined as activities that involve acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of the criminal laws of the US or of any state appear to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population 
or to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion, or to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping, and occur primarily within the territorial jurisdiction of the US. Okay, so that's the definition while you're thinking about who stormed the Capitol. Patriots, a patriot is a person who vigorously supports their country and is prepared to defend it against enemies or detractors. Now, obviously, um, that's, and, uh, and uh, as I tell you about some of the examples of the people, that is definitely what they had in mind. Now, here's another thought. The American Revolution. The American Revolution was an, an insurrection, which is what a lot of people are calling what happened to the Capitol. So an insurrection is a violent uprising against authority or government. Indeed, you know, the American Revolution, 1775 to, to uh, 1783, is considered an insurrection by which 13 of Great Britain's North American colonies won political independence and went on to form the United States of America. So is what happened at the Capitol like the American Revolution. They were patriots. The, the people who, um, who fought the British, they were patriots. Okay, now, the, um, most of the protesters who came to, to DC um, came there because of their devotion to President Trump or, and or their fear of how their life would change with a Biden presidency. And most of all, their feelings of outrage and betrayal about their votes being discounted by fraud, you know, the election being stolen. Now, I watched the whole day from early in the morning to late at night on January 6th. I watched uh, Trump's um, speech. I watched the what happened at the Capitol. I watched the news reports. Um, and... In my opinion, Trump did not, uh, he told his supporters to march on the Capitol. He did not tell them to kill anybody or hurt anybody or uh, destroy anything. Um, he, he told them, he, he wanted them to, um, to make their, their presence known because that was during the time that the that Congress was voting on whether to accept um, the electors votes from each state, which then would go to Biden. Um, Trump said uh, in his speech when he said, you'll never to all the tens of thousands, or I don't know that we have an exact number, but it certainly was a lot more than people expected. He said, you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard today. Peacefully and patriotically. He did not tell them to, um, to tear the, the Capitol apart. Well, I'll stop there for now. And when we come back, um, I'll tell you more, a little bit more about what happened, what he said, and so on. And then I'll get into some of the more colorful characters who did storm the Capitol.
You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. Now back to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about who stormed the Capitol, terrorists or patriots. Now, um, I was talking to you before, I just wanted to um, clarify who I was referring to in the first segment when I talked about um, a man who did an interview. It turned out that the interview was December 19th, 2020. Um, and his name is Brad Johnson, and he's the president of Americans for Intelligence Reform. And he retired from the CIA. Um, he's a certified senior expert in counterintelligence and senior expert in surveillance and surveillance, surveillance detection issues. So he would be the man. <laughs> to know about things and to understand what was going on in Italy in conjunction with the UK uh, MI6 and in conjunction with uh, at least two people from MI6. I don't want to uh, disparage all of MI6. MI6 is, uh, you know, an excellent organization that helps to fight against terrorists. Um, so, but apparently there were two people from there and who went to the, as I said, went to the American embassy in Rome and from there connected with Leonardo, um, a defense contractor uh, who has military satellites. And that is how they disrupted the American election. And, um, and how, you know, he explains it all in terms of the timeline, how, you know, Trump was winning. We all saw this, how Trump was winning until, until he wasn't until uh, the middle of the night when, you know, there was this big dump from this satellite that changed the votes and all of a sudden showed a huge uh, change, particularly in certain states, to Biden. So um, I am just hoping that this is, people are going to get on this um, sooner rather than later. Now, um, what? so I was reading to you what Trump had said, again, where he said, um, everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. He just wanted the people inside the Capitol uh, to know that, that there were a lot of Americans who um, wanted, who were protesting against um, unfair elections, who wanted who wanted an audit, who wanted investigation, not just an audit of recounting the same bad ballots, but, um, but a, a thorough investigation. And that really was not, <laughs> that was really not too much to, um, to ask for. And so what happened was after um, Trump, you know, in his speech, he went over, he summarized some of the highlights of evidence of voter fraud. And so needless to say, this got the whole crowd furious. And so they were furious when they went over there, but it was, they were furious about their vote not counting. They were furious about this uh, stolen election. 
And um, when they were listening to him, though, listening to him detail all this evidence, you know, they felt good. They felt, oh, well, good. You know, the, the Congress people have to listen to all this evidence. I mean, so far, you know, in the various legislatures and the courts that have made a, a show of uh, hearing evidence, they really didn't look into the evidence at all. Um, but so they were feeling optimistic. They, they were feeling enthusiastic when they were listening to President Trump. And also he mentioned his speech that he hoped that Pence, Vice President Pence would do what he's able to do in terms of um, calling for a change that would put the, um, in, in other words, to not uh, ratify the electors. And um, Senator Ted Cruz, he was really one of the stars. Uh, he called for, he's a Republican Congressman or, or Senator, Senator Ted Cruz, he's a Senator. Um, he called for uh, more of a, uh, he called for a thorough investigation. And what he suggested was having, putting together for Congress to put together a commission to investigate the election. Now, <laughs> that should have been a no brainer. And if people were honest, no matter who they voted for um, in, in uh, the, the congressmen and women and the senators, no matter who they voted for, who they wanted to see president, if they were honest and they cared if their heart was with America, then um, they would want to uh, do a, an audit. The, and, you know, because, I mean, Senator Cruz wasn't, um, wasn't trying to, um, uh, to have it be one way or the other, Republican or, or, or Democrat. He's saying, let's, let's share, we'll have half and half, and we'll investigate. And he was shot down. They didn't want to do it. And, um, and so when, they, when the people who had the crowd, who had been listening to Trump and who had you know, heard all this evidence and who were feeling, okay, they got to listen to us, you know, they got to check out this evidence. When, when Vice President Pence said that he wasn't going to uh, do anything that day other than ratify the electors and the election, um, and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell also uh, spoke out against um, objecting to the electors. Um, they felt suddenly blindsided and betrayed. And that um, made them very, you know, that sparked the anger. And, um, and there were people in the crowd who were from some radical groups from Antifa to QAnon to uh, a whole bunch of different radical groups. And they were the ones who led, uh, who led the march into Congress. Now, some people, as I'm sure you saw on television, some people just kind of walked around Congress. Walked, it, it was very, it seemed so surreal. Walked into the rooms of the chambers of Congress and all that. Um, but then there were some who uh, went into the offices and who were, you know, um, who were um, like the man who sat at Nancy Pelosi's desk and so on. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to uh, tell you now about some of these some of these interesting characters. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Well, first, let's look at the man who led the mob up the U.S. Capitol stairs.
I don't want to call them a mob. A mob. Um, I mean, yes, in a way they were a mob, but um, anyhow, the rioter who led the people up the Capitol stairs is a QAnon booster from Iowa. His name is Doug Jensen. He's from Des Moines, Iowa, and he led people into the building. Um, he posted footage of himself invading the Capitol on Twitter, uh, and he he wrote the comment, do you like my shirt? And it was a shirt that had a large Q, the symbol for QAnon. Okay. Then we have um, the man in the uh, horned hat. I'm sure you've seen him on television. Um, his name is Jake Angeli. Um, his real name is Jacob Anthony Chansley, but he calls himself Jake Angeli. And he was uh, on in many on many news reports shirtless. He was wearing a horned hat with a painted face, and um, he has been taken into custody. The man who led the um, um, the group, uh, who I just talked about, who who uh, from QAnon, he he's been arrested. They are now going around and arresting people in all the different states. Um, you know, because their pictures on video and on photos and a lot of the people posted photos on social media, they weren't like trying to hide, but now they are being arrested and they're, you know, for in charge with various things like um, entering a building without authority. I, I don't know. I think some of these charges could actually be, I'm sure they will be contested um, in terms of free speech and, and so on. Um, so now the man, getting back to Jake, Jake Angeli, the man with the horned hat and the painted face, um, he was charged with knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority and with violent entry and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. Um, he, he had a headdress on, he carried a spear that was six feet long and it had an American flag um, tied just below the blade. Now, uh, he's been at a number of Trump, pro-Trump protests in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, he's known as the QAnon shaman, and he's been at various rallies, um, also protesting the shutdown of businesses due to COVID and so on. And he said he uses the hat and painted face to attract attention so he can better share his beliefs about QAnon. And he says, the snowball has been rolling and it's only getting bigger. Um, then there's another man who um, has been arrested also. Uh, he was the man who was photographed smiling and waving while carrying Nancy Pelosi's lectern during the riot. And he's also been charged. His name is Adam Johnson. He's 36 and he lives in Florida. So it's this whole um, outpouring of, of um, police and, and various, various uh, authorities going all over the states, tracking down, posting pictures. First of all, they've been posting wanted pictures of all these people, and then they've been going around um, uh, trying to find them and finding them because these people haven't really been hiding. Now, then you've also seen pictures, I'm sure, about the man sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk. 
This is a man from Arkansas. He was also taken into custody. His name is Richard Barnett, and he's being charged with knowingly entering and remaining in a restricted building, violent entry and disorderly conduct, and theft of public property. He surrendered himself. See, these people are proud of what they did, so they're not like hiding. Um, and as you remember from the pictures, you know, he was sitting with his leg propped up on her desk um, and, uh, you know, sitting back in her chair, looking very content with himself. Um, he said he traveled to Washington to see President Trump speak and he maintains his in, in, innocence. He said, I didn't do anything. I didn't breach the doors. I got shoved in. I didn't mean to be there. Hell, I was walking around looking for a bathroom. He admitted to taking an envelope off Pelosi's desk, but said he only did so because he bled on it. I picked up the envelope and put it in my pocket. I put a quarter on the desk because I'm not a thief. I'm not really sure why uh, he was bleeding on it, but in any case, um, he says, the crowds were unbelievable. We marched down there. They start tear gassing us. They start roughing up our people. It pissed some people off. They went to the front door they, and they started demanding to be let inside. Now there's some really interesting, oh, well, I need to, okay. I will stop this second segment. Um, I have so much to tell you about this, but I, I know it's time. Um, I will tell you in the third segment, I'll tell you about more of these interesting people. Um, particularly, I'll mention um, some of the people who died and, uh, and you, again, you decide when this is all over what you think. And I, I already, I'm sure that most of you already have been shocked by some of the things that I am mentioning that need to be known because it's not being told in um, mainstream media. So stay tuned and we'll go to part three. You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. Now back to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about who stormed the Capitol, terrorists or patriots. This is really a more complex uh, situation than the mainstream media makes it out to be. Um, you know, if you if you just listen to the news or re read newspapers or or listen to the radio, well, it depends which radio. It's radio is it's a lot of radio is much is more honest, but, um, uh, but you know, the general sense that people get is how just, this is a terrible thing. It's all Trump's fault. And he told the people to go there and, you know, create all this mayhem. And as you've been hearing today, that is not true. Um, one thing that's interesting too, lots of interesting things, but one interesting thing that also hasn't really been talked about much is that there's this question because um, it has it needs to be investigated or no, I don't know about it needs to be it but it will be investigated more is that there is talk that um, well I mean one thing one of the reasons why there was so much mayhem or or so much damage 
um, is because there were hardly any police officers, any Capitol Police or any uh, National Guard or any, any other kind of police type people. And so when they did go come in, whether it's um, through a door or a window, um, there were there were you know there was this one uh, video of a police officer that's been shown a lot. This one man, <laughs> it was like one man, and the 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 group is coming up the stairs and all this, and this man is like, of course, overwhelmed with people. So the question that's been uh, brought up is why was there so uh, little presence of police or national guard or other those kinds of people to protect the capital and in fact that is a good question regardless of what party you favor because um here it was a day first of all the capital should be more protected in general i mean even from isis terrorists what if an isis terrorist work or an al-qaeda terrorist decided to walk into the capital i mean it is pretty shocking that there was so little uh police presence just in general and, uh, and particularly on a day when, you know, it was a contentious day, the uh, whether or not these electors, whether their votes were going to be accepted. So so they should have expected some kind of, um, you know, that there might be some kind of uh, conflict. And so it's it is thought by some that um, that there purposely wasn't a lot of police or National Guard or those types of people because um, those people were in favor, uh, either in favor of Trump, either thought that the election was, and or thought the election was stolen, and or were in favor of free speech and people being allowed to protest. So that's gonna be, uh, there's gonna be some interesting things unfolding about that. Okay, now the casualties, I do wanna mention the five people who died. And since then, actually, a police officer has committed suicide, you know, needless to say, from, oh, from, from the horror of being, well, actually, it hasn't been confirmed yet that he was actually there. But I'll just say there's been a, a police officer who commit a, a capital police officer who has since committed su suicide. But at, on that day, on January 6th, five people died, four protesters and one police officer. Uh, there were lots of other people who were injured. The Capitol Police officer who died was named Brian Sicknick. He was 42. He was a 15-year veteran of the force. And they think that he died um, when he was injured after being struck in the head with a fire extinguisher. And then he suffered a stroke. I mean, needless to say, that is incredibly sad. It is also sad that a woman named Ashley Elizabeth uh, Babbitt, who was 35 years old uh, from San Diego, was shot and killed by a Capitol Police officer as she attempted to climb through a shattered window in a barricaded door le leading into the speaker's lobby. Now, um, you know, there was a question. I mean, the police, uh, the policeman who shot her is now on administrative leave pending an investigation. And there was a question as to whether she was armed or not. She wasn't armed, in fact, but the, they're saying that maybe the police officer thought that she was armed. I mean, that, it's kind of ridiculous. I don't know how they could have thought that she was armed. I mean, first of all, there was such a pushing and shoving crowd that how would you know 
you know, it, it probably the police officer just was overwhelmed by what was happening, shocked and overwhelmed. So let me tell you a little bit about Ashley Babbitt. She was an Air Force veteran. She um, believed, she told everybody before she went there that she believed President Trump's cause was worth dying for. She was shot in the chest um, and she's being called a true American. Um, friends, a friend of hers who served in the Air Force with her said she may have laid down her rifle, meaning in regard to the Air Force, but she was still willing to lay down her life for her country and what she strongly believed in. Um, a day before she was killed, she tweeted, quote, nothing will stop us, unquote, and vowed that a, quote, storm, unquote, would descend upon Washington within 24 hours. She live streamed the march to the Capitol from the rally, and um, her friend said that she wanted to, quote, she wanted, quote, the end to corruption and the terrible things happening all the way from the top of government down to her local city officials. He said she was a hero, not a terrorist or a Nazi. Um, you know, really sad. Here she worked, <laughs> I mean worked, she served as a veteran um, for all those years. And, uh, and, and was a true patriot, you know? I mean, it is patriots who serve in the, in the military to defend our country. And, and basically that is what she felt uh, that she was still doing when she stormed the Capitol. So really a sad story. Um, now, another woman who died was Roseanne Boyland. She died when she was trampled in the, by the crowd. Um, she was 34 years old and she came from Georgia. Um, she had quit drugs. Um, she was busted for drugs over and over. Finally, she stepped up and got clean. She even was wanting to be a sobriety counselor. She became a conservative and she bought into the conspiracy cult QAnon. And uh, she refused to believe Joe Biden defeated President Trump. Now, just because there are some groups like QAnon who um, believe that the election was stolen, um, doesn't necessarily mean that President Trump supports QAnon or doesn't. I'm not speaking for him, but, um, but, you know, just because there are some radical groups who were involved in this storming of the Capitol, um, it doesn't mean that the election wasn't stolen and that the majority of people were there because they were trying to protect America. They didn't want American elections to be stolen. Um, so she, let's see, now, she, um, her sister said that before she went to Washington, she swore to her family that she wasn't going to get caught up in anything violent. Uh, her sister said, she promised me, I'm going to stand on the sidelines. I'm just going to show my support. And I think there were probably the majority of people who were there felt that way. But there were these other people who whipped up the crowd. And again, as I said the, earlier, 
Um, it was this, after hearing Trump go on and on about the detailing ways that the election was stolen, and then to see Vice President Trump not step up, and then to see Mitch McConnell not step up, um, it was just, it was just, uh, it was just a, a, they were blindsided. So there were, um, there were two other people as part of the crowd who, who died also. One of them died from a heart attack and one of them died from a stroke. So it is, um, you know, these fatalities, uh, of course, are really sad. Um, so let me, let me tell you about some other people here. There are so many people. There's um, one person, I mean, it's, it's a whole uh, variety of people. For example, there was this one woman who was um, a Republican Party chairwoman from uh, a county in North Carolina, Donna Williams. And she said uh, that she and other Republicans from her group went to DC to show support for the president and thank him for his service. She wasn't planning on uh, doing anything violent. Um, she traveled with hundreds of other Republicans to participate in Trump's March to Save America rally. It, she said it was such a prayerful and patriotic time. It was a lot of different speakers. Um, then the event turned violent when rioters breached the Capitol and so on. She, she wrote, I do not believe that patriotic Republicans started the riots. I personally observed what appeared to be professional agitators inciting violence from the crowd. So then we have also um, Derek Evans. Um, he resigned from the West Virginia House of Delegates. He recorded himself storming the U.S. Capitol. Um, he's been arrested also. He's 35. He's a freshman. He was a freshman member of the West Virginia House of Delegates. He was um, he streamed himself entering the building on uh, with the protesters on his Facebook page, shouting as he crossed the threshold, quote, we're in, baby. Uh, he said, we're, we're here, we're here. Derek Evans is in the Capitol. And so these people, these are not people who, you know, like, like ISIS or Al Qaeda type terrorists don't want to be caught and um, aren't, you know, stepping up, aren't surrendering or aren't apologizing. Um, you know, uh, th these are not terrorist terrorists. Then we have um, this woman who, let's see. Um, there are two, there are too many, <laughs> too many people here to tell you about all of them, but um, there's a woman, let me see, where are we? Well, there's a woman who was a one-time mayoral candidate from Texas, and she bragged about patriots breaking into uh, Nancy Pelosi's office and stealing her gavel. Her name is Jenny Cudd uh, from Midland, Texas. She posted a 25-minute video on her Facebook. Um, she said that they decided to storm the Capitol after learning that Vice President Mike Pence betrayed us. He had way more power, and he wasn't willing to exercise it. So she referred to the mob of pro-Trump rioters. No, when I say mob, I'm reading this from uh, New York. Well, this is the New York Post, which is usually pro-Trump. They have been, um, they have not been quite as uh, 
loyal as they once were, but in any case, they're one of the better guys. Um, but still, she, they called it a mob. She referred to the mob of pro-Trump rioters as a, quote, bunch of red-blooded American patriots that actually give a shit about our country and keeping it. Then we have, listen to this, you know, lest you think that this is all just uh, lowlifes. <laughs> um, not that, I don't mean, I mean, by lowlifes, I mean, yes, they, that could be applied to a lot of different kinds of people. But um, it wasn't just people, it was people of all socioeconomic um, statuses and, uh, and all, all states, um, all different kinds of people who really care about America. So this, there's a woman from Texas named Jenna Ryan. She's a real estate broker and a radio host. And she um, came with friends and they flew on a private jet from Texas to Washington. And she posted things on social media also. Uh, she said, let's see, she said, um, she said she had one of the best days of my life. Uh, hopping on a plane, heading to DC, march to save America, stop the steal. We're gonna go down and storm the Capitol. See, some people did have in mind before they got to Washington that they were going to storm the Capitol. Um, but again, what does that mean exactly? Um, okay, let's see. We flew here for freedom. They want to steal the election. They want to steal everything. We the people are pissed off. We flew by private jet. God wanted us here today. Trump is my president. This, this is a prelude going to war, she said. Um, we just then afterwards, she wrote, she tweeted, we just stormed the Capitol. It was one of the best days of my life. Now, for some of you, I know that that sounds horrible because some people died and, and there was all the mayhem and, you know, some things were stolen and everything else. But, but um, <clears throat> to people who love America and really believe that the election was stolen, if indeed this election was stolen, which I believe it was, I believe that even before the news from Italy, because there, I mean, because anyone in their right mind um, who sees all the videos of these ballots being brought in in the middle of the night and all the things that watched, I mean, I watched election night and how Trump was, was you know, up in all these different places. He looked like he was gonna win by a landslide and all of a sudden he didn't. And by the way, that's exactly what happened in Georgia, too. The two Republican candidates were winning, and then all of a sudden, by the next morning, they lost. So we need, again, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, we should all want the best for our country. And the best for our country is finding out what exactly happened in the election. So thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, 
Check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.